Section 10 of Insurgent Mexico. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Insurgent Mexico by John Reed. Part 1 Desert War. Chapter 10 The Coming of the Colorados. Before sunrise next morning, Fernando Severa fully dressed came into the room and said calmly to get up that the colorados were coming juan vallejo laughed how many fernando about a thousand he answered in a quiet voice rummaging for his bandolier the patio was unusually full of shouting men saddling horses i saw don petronilo half dressed at his door his mistress buckling on his sword juan santiens was pulling at his trousers with furious haste there was a steady rattle of clicks as cartridges slipped into rifles. A score of soldiers ran to and fro aimlessly, asking everyone where something was. I don't think we any of us really believed it. The little square of quiet sky over the patio gave promise of another hot day. Roosters crowed. A cow that was being milked bellowed. I felt hungry. How near are they? I asked. Near. But the outpost, the guard at Puerta, asleep, Fernando said as he strapped on his cartridge belt. Pablo Ariola clanked in, crippled by his big spurs. A little bunch of twelve rode up. Our man thought it was only the daily reconnaissance, so after they drove them back, the Puerta guard sat down to breakfast. Then Argumento himself and hundreds, hundreds. But twenty-five could hold that pass against an army until the rest got there. They're already past the puerto, said Pablo, shouldering his saddle. He went out. The swore Juan Santiens, spinning the chambers of his revolvers. Wait till I get at them. Now Meester's going to see some of those shots he wanted, cried Gil Thomas. How about it, Meester? Feel scared? Somehow the whole business didn't seem real. I said to myself, you lucky devil, you're actually going to see a fight. That will round out the story. I loaded my camera and hurried out in front of the house. There was nothing much to see. A blinding sun rose right in the puerta, over the leagues and leagues of dark desert to the east. Nothing lived but the morning light, not a movement, not a sound. Yet somewhere out there a mere handful of men were desperately trying to hold off an army. The smoke floated up in the breathless air from the houses of the peons. It was so still that the grinding of tortilla meal between two stones was distinctly audible, and the slow minor song of some woman at her work way round the casa grande sheep were mine to be let out of the corral on the road to santa domingo so far away that they were mere colored accents in the desert the four peddlers sauntered behind their burrows little knots of peons were gathered in front of the hacienda pointing and looking east and around the gate of the big enclosure where the soldiers were quartered a few troops held their horses by the bridle that was all occasionally the door of the casa grande vomited mounted men two or three at a time who galloped down the puerta road with their rifles in their hands i could follow them as they rose and fell over the waves of the desert growing smaller all the time until they mounted the last roll where the white dust they kicked up caught the fierce light of the sun and the eye couldn't stand it they had taken my horse, and Juan Vallejo didn't have one. He stood beside me, 
cocking and firing his empty rifle. Look, he shouted suddenly. The western face of the mountains that flanked the puerta was in shadow still. Along their base, to the north and to the south, too, wriggled little lines of dust. They lengthened out, oh, so slowly. At first there was only one in each direction. Then two others began, farther down, nearer, advancing relentlessly, like raveling in a stocking, like a crack in thin glass. The enemy, spreading wide around the battle, to take us in the flank. Still, the little knots of troopers poured from the Casa Grande and spurred away. Pablo Ariola went, and Nicanor, waving to me brightly as they passed. Longinos Guereca rocketed out on his big Tordillo horse, yet only half broken. The big gray put down his head and buck-jumped four times across the square. "'Tomorrow for the mines,' yelled Gino over his shoulder. "'I'm very busy today, very rich, the lost mines of—' but he was too far away for me to hear. Martinez followed him, shouting to me with a grin that he felt scared to death. Then others. It made about thirty so far. I remember that most of them wore automobile goggles. Don Petronillo sat his horse with field glasses to his eyes. I looked again at the lines of dust. They were curving slowly down, the sun glorifying them, like scimitars. Don Thomas galloped past, Gil Thomas at his heels. But someone was coming. A little running horse appeared on the rise, headed our way, the rider outlined in a radiant dust. He was going at furious speed, dipping and rising over the rolling land, and as he spurred wildly up the little hill where we stood, we saw a horror. A fan-shaped cascade of blood poured from the front of him. The lower part of his mouth was quite shot away by a soft-nosed bullet. He reined up beside the colonel, and tried earnestly, terribly, to tell him something, but nothing intelligible issued from the ruin. Tears poured down the fellow's cheeks. He gave a hoarse cry, and, driving his spurs deep into the horse, fled up the Santo Domingo road. Others were coming, too, on the dead run, those who had been the Puerta guard. Two or three of them passed right through the hacienda without stopping. The rest threw themselves upon Don Petronillo, in a passion of rage. More ammunition, they cried, more cartridges. Don Petronillo looked away. There isn't any. They went mad, cursing and hurling their guns on the ground. Twenty-five more men at the puerta, shouted the colonel. In a few minutes, half of the new men galloped out of the cuartel and took the eastern road. The near ends of the dust lines were now lost to view behind a swell of ground. Why don't you send them all, Don Petronillo, I yelled. Because, my young friends, a whole company of Colorados is riding down that arroyo. You can't see them from here, but I can. He had no sooner spoken than a rider whirled around the corner of the house, pointing back over his shoulder to the south whence he had come. They're coming that way, too, he cried, thousands, through the other pass. Redondo had only five men on guard. They took them prisoner and got into the valley before he knew it. Delchame Dios, muttered Don Petronillo. We turned south. Above the umber rise of desert loomed a mighty cloud of white dust, shining in the sun like the biblical pillar of smoke. The rest of you fellows get out there and hold them off. The last twenty-five leaped to their saddles and started southward. Then suddenly the great gate of the walled square belched men and horses, men without rifles, the disarmed gente of Salazar. They milled around as if in a panic. Give us our rifles, they shouted. Where's our ammunition? Your rifles are in the quartel answered the colonel, 
but your cartridges are out there killing colorados a great cry went up they've taken away our arms they want to murder us how can we fight man what can we do without rifles screamed one man in don petronillo's face come on compañeros let's go out and strangle em with our hands the colorados yelled one five struck spurs into their horses and sped furiously toward the puerta without arms without hope it was magnificent we'll all get killed said another come on and the other forty-five swept wildly out on the road to, to santo domingo the twenty-five recruits that had been ordered to hold the southern side had ridden about half a mile and there stopped seeming uncertain of what to do now they caught sight of the disarmed fifty galloping for the mountains the compañeros are fleeing the compañeros are fleeing for a moment there was a sharp exchange of cries they looked at the dust cloud towering toward them they thought of the mighty army of merciless devils who made it they hesitated broke and fled furiously through the chaparral toward the mountains i suddenly discovered that i had been hearing shooting for some time it sounded intensely far away like nothing so much as a clicking typewriter even while it held our attention it grew the little trivial pricking of rifles deepened and became serious out in front now it was practically continuous almost the roll of a snare drum don petronillo was a little white he called apollinario and told him to harness the mules to the coach if anything happens that we get the worst of it he said lightly to juan vallejo call my woman and you and reed go with her in the coach come on fernando juanito silvera and juan santiens spurred out the three vanished towards the puerta we could see them now hundreds of little black figures riding everywhere through the chaparral the desert swarmed with them savage indian yells reached us a spent bullet droned overhead then another then one unspent and then a whole flock singing fiercely thud went the adobe walls as bits of clay flew peons and their women rushed from house to house distracted with fear a trooper his face black with powder and hateful with killing and terror galloped past shouting that all was lost apollinario hurried out the mules with their harness on their backs he began to hitch them to the coach his hands trembled he dropped a trace picked it up and dropped it again he shook all over all at once he threw the harness to the ground and took to his heels juan and i rushed forward just then a stray bullet took the off mule in the rump nervous already the animal plunged wildly the wagon tongue snapped with the report of a rifle the mules raced madly north into the desert and then came the rout a wild huddle of troopers altogether lashing their terrified horses they passed us without stopping without noticing all blood and sweat and blackness don thomas pablo Ariola, and after them little gil thomas his horse staggering and falling dead right in front of us bullets whipped the wall on all sides of him come on meester said juan let's go we began to run as i panted up the steep opposite bank of the arroyo i looked back gil thomas was right behind me with a red and black checked serape around his shoulders don petronilla came in sight shooting back over his shoulder with juan santiens at his side in front raced fernando silveira bending low over his horse's neck all around the hacienda was a ring of galloping shooting yelling men and as far as the eye could reach on every rise of the desert came more end of section ten